17. Talks about casting out of evil spirits. Aren't you glad that evil spirits are subject to you under the name of Jesus Christ? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Mm. You know, we have been talking about things that open up doors. I remember when we were in Argentina, I got a call from a mother. They were a Christian family. Their 16-year-old girl was in the hospital in a coma. And they asked me to go pray for her. So my assistant and I, we went in there to pray for her. And so while we were ministering to the family, uh, I just had a word of knowledge. Thank God for the word of knowledge. And I told the mother, I said, you need to go through her room and see if she's got any unusual things like books of witchcraft or something. Well, she went home, and this family was a Christian family, but some friends had gave this 16-year-old girl some books of witchcraft. So the mother got these books and burned it. And the father told her about the same time the books was burning, the girl woke out of a coma. That's the working of miracles. Hallelujah. Amen. Aren't you glad you're not abandoned on this earth that whatever happens, happens? Acts chapter 19, 11 through 12 talks about the gift of healings and the working of miracles through napkins, through handkerchiefs. Aren't you thankful for that? Where's my little friend Melinda? Melinda? There's Melinda. That little sweetheart back there, teenage girl, she's, she asked me she needs more handkerchiefs tonight. Every service she wants to bring handkerchiefs to this one and that one and the other. She believes and she sees. Have you seen any miracles yet, girl, from any of those people you brought them to? Yes, you have, huh? Why? Because, praise God, God can work in supernatural ways. The centurion, his servant, received healing by just sending the Word of God. I tell you, if you know somebody who's dying of cancer, somebody who's got some needs, you ought to just bring some pajamas, some nightgowns, some decent nightgowns, and you ought to bring that, and you ought to just come lay them on the altar, and you ought to some clothes, some shirts, some T-shirts, some socks, if they got problems with their feet, bring some socks. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter. We'll start spinning the swords, Jake. We'll start spinning the socks around and believe in God to get in those socks in the name of Jesus. But how many of you know what we see in the book of Acts is a Sunday school class for the church today to understand that what God did then, that is the church today and a continuation of the church of the Holy Ghost that He manifests in signs and wonders and miracles. Acts chapter 20, 9 through 12. Raising of the dead is the working of miracles. Oh, aren't you glad? How many are getting ready to see the dead raised? Amen. So be ready. Some will run. Acts chapter 28, 8 through 9. Healing of the sick. And when we were working with the Mayans, there was this lady. She, she uh, was in a cult. And her daughters was pagan witchcraft is what she was in. Her daughters used to come to church, and when they'd come home, they'd sneak to church. When she'd come home, she'd get a piece of firewood, and she would beat those girls for coming to church. But then they would come back to church, come back to church. So we just prayed over her and asked God to handle her. Well, one day I got a call, and I was asked to go pray for her in the hospital, and I went to the hospital, and here's this lady who had been beating her two girls with a piece of firewood, and she's in the hospital crying. She had a hernia all across her stomach. It was sticking out. It was red. She was crying. She was in pain, and guess what? She was asking to get saved, and she was asking to get prayed for so that she could be healed in the name of Jesus. We prayed for her. God healed her, and guess what? Not only did her daughters come to church, she started coming to church. Why? Because we believe in the working of miracles and the gift of faith. Amen. Wonders. Let me tell you the definition here. It means mighty deeds, terror, shock. It means to be surprised, to be astonished, or to be in wonder. How many times we see people come up for prayer and you pray for them. They came up here with pain and you pray for them. And you just see in their face and you go, what's the matter? It's gone. It's gone. And, and you know what? 
people come up here? And, and, and do you believe God can heal you? I don't think so. And some people say, well, you don't have enough faith. But you know, they say, I hope so. And God don't get turned off by what you pray for. And you pray for them. And, you know, they don't know something will happen. And you pray for them. And you see their faith increase. And they start moving around. What's the matter? It's not hurting anymore. Did God heal you? Yeah. You're not lying to me? No. God healed me. Why? The manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then it says mighty power, which means it throws enormous energy that produces phenomenal, extraordinary, unparalleled results. It's when the unnatural occurs. How many believe that God can do the unnatural? Amen. The unnatural occurs. It's when the laws of nature, you can get this CD if you can't write fast enough. It's when the laws of nature are overruled and suspended because of the supernatural. God created it. He can stop it. He stopped the sun for Joshua. And they say, well, the world, if it would have quit turning, God created the world and the universe and he can stop whatever he stops, and he can separate whatever he separates. It's when the natural is changed and overruled by the supernatural. Oh, I believe we're coming into the end days, but even in the end days, the power and the manifestation of God is going to be even greater. And whatever happens in the natural, I remember reading about when they bombed a city and burnt a whole village in Cambodia. But there was this one pastor and his wife that believed in the power and the Shekinah glory of God and believed in Psalms 91. And all the little huts around them burnt down to the ground. They went to bed because they knew there was going to be a war in that village. But the next morning they got up and when they opened the door, everything else had been burnt to the ground. But in the middle of this huge area, their house was still standing. And how many know when the walls of Jericho fell down? The house of an ex-prostitute was still standing, her and her family, because they believed that there is a God who can overrule even the disasters of natural. God can overrule it and protect His people. Amen. It's the power of God. God Himself intervening. It's the reversal of physical conditions that medical science defines as incurable. How many know that's what a miracle is? Amen. When is the incurable? I don't know how many times my wife and I, we'd be traveling and all of a sudden we turned this curve in this mountain and we were in Andes Mountains. Sometimes I've gone up as far as 14,000 feet above sea level. And you're coming down those mountains and you're driving and, and you're turning those curves and all of a sudden there'd be a black cow and so many people get killed and you see vehicles down the, in the valleys of those mountains and so many having wrecks and killed, uh, hit these cows or horses and die. And I remember we'd come and all of a sudden we see a cow and before you could even put on your brake or even before you could say Jesus, the next thing you know, you're still driving, you look behind and the cow's still in the middle of the road. And you don't know how you went. There's no way to go around it. There was no way to go over it. But somehow God supernaturally liquidized the cow. We went through the cow, turn around, and there's the cow. And we're still going. Aren't you thankful for a God that overrules the natural with the supernatural? Amen. Acts chapter 16, verse 24. Paul and Silas is in the innermost part of the prison. And God started sends an earthquake. The whole city feels the earthquake. The whole city feels the earthquake, but no stone or no brick or no door falls off of the hinges or falls down. All it does is causes the chains to fall off and the prison doors to open. How many know God knows how to exactly target to make it work the way it needs to work in our lives? Amen. How many can give the Lord a praise? 
Amen. We don't have to look, look at it. We don't have time. But in Acts chapter 14, 19 through 20, one of my favorite stories about Paul, they take him outside and they stone him. They stone him and they leave him there for dead. The disciples are standing around crying. They're going to leave him overnight to let the, the animals eat him. But while they're standing around, everybody who stoned them is walking back to town. There's Paul dead in the road, and everybody's going, oh, the Paul's dead. Oh, Paul's dead. And all of a sudden, right in the middle, there's dead Paul starts standing up. He says, let's go back in the city and preach again. Now, that's, hey, oh, that's the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's working miracle, working power. The definition for miracles is the working of powers. Divine ability to perform supernatural acts that are beyond natural human ability. When I was a little boy, I used to hear all the time about Peter walking on the water. So I remember we had a creek behind our house, and I went and put on my dad's uh, rubber boots and, uh, just in case it wouldn't work, and I was going to try walking on the water. Well, it didn't work, and thank God I had his rubber boots on. But the working of miracles is when Jesus told Peter to come on out of that boat, the water became as hard as a floor. And Peter was able to walk on that which was liquid. God caused it to become solid. Come on, are you getting your faith up tonight? That's our God. He made it. He can change it. He could control it. He can rearrange it. He can do anything He wants to do with anything that He made. And if we'll just believe God's hard enough and strong enough and just learn to trust our God, whatever He makes, He's able to handle it. Amen? So Peter walking on the water. How many of you would have been loved to have been that, there that day when Noah, no, not Moa, Noah, that's another story, when Moses came to the Red Sea with all them people saying, uh-huh, you brought us here to die. He goes, God, what we're going to do? And God says, don't talk to me, raise your rod. And he raises his rod in that sea. I don't care what they say on the History Channel, they're liars. The Bible says it wasn't a little creek and it wasn't some other stream down the road. It was the Red Sea. And the Word of God says that God blew all night and called during the night caused them waters to stand up and congeal. And they were solid. And they walked not in mud, but they walked on solid ground. I don't care what the movies show. It was dry. It was dry, solid ground. And they could see the fishes. And they could see, well, the movie shows whales. I don't know if there was whales in the Red Sea. But there was crocodiles. And there was all kind of stuff. And those three million were walking on dry land through that sea. Why? Because God is a God who works miracles, signs, and wonders. Amen? How about when they came up to Elisha and they go, oh my, the axe head fell in the water and it went down to the bottom and it was borrowed. What are we going to do? And Elisha just pulled off a twig, threw it in the water, and an iron axe head, iron. How many know iron don't float? An iron axe head floated to the top of the water. They grabbed it, put it back on the stick, and it was given back. How many know our God can override the, the natural laws by the supernatural? How many remember how one time there was a bunch of over 5,000 men plus women and children, and they were hungry? And there wasn't enough to feed them. But a little boy had a basket with two loaves and five loaves and two fishes. And the disciples were saying in the natural, what can that do among so many? But how many know God knew? I mean, Jesus knew that God is the God of miracles. And how many know God can take two fishes and five breads and He can do anything He wants to with them? Hallelujah. And how many know that with just that little bit, they fed over 5,000 men. They fed all the children. They fed all the women. And then there was 12 baskets full remaining. Whoa! Our God is a God of the supernatural. Can I hear an amen? 
I'm giving you know how to spit. The Bible tells us that Jesus spit because there was a blind man. And he rubbed that spit in that clay and he put that clay on that blind man's eyes and all of a sudden that blind man became healed again. How many know that he made us out of the dirt? That man might not have had eyeballs. I don't know. God don't care if you got eyeballs or not. All he cares about is that you could believe that he can do it. And he put a little bit of clay on his eyes. And he opened his eyes and he started seeing, that's my God. Look at you and everybody say, that's my God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. The, the power of God that just enforces his kingdom. We don't have time to look at it all, but Exodus chapter 7 through 14. Um, you don't have to look at it. Chapters 7 through 14. That's seven chapters of how they would just take a little bit of dust. Throw it in the air, and the dust would turn into uh, uh, lice, right? Lice or fleas or something. Anyway, it would turn it. Y'all know the seven. Y'all know the plagues, don't you? Lice. Thank you. It would turn into lice. How many know God just says, just throw a little bit of dust, and it throws in the lice? Not only that, how many know he, in Exodus, He turned the water into blood, but in Matthew, He turned the water into wine. How many know He can change anything any way that He wants to? Can I hear an Amen. Oh, my Bible tells me that three million people walked through the desert and they didn't have a basket or nothing to eat and God would feed them manna from heaven, angels' food, two times a day. Hallelujah. Twice, water came out of the rock. Honey came out of the rock. Milk came out of the rock. They grew up. They were in the desert 40 years. Their shoes grew with their feet. Their clothes did. Oh, we got a God of miracles, signs, and wonders. Oh, that's my God. I go to bed meditating on my God. Get up in the morning just meditating and bragging. That's my God. But he says he doesn't want me to be ignorant concerning the working of miracles. Ooh. <laughs> Man, I tell you, that just makes you all excited about serving a God like that. He says, what are you going to compare me to? Can I hear an amen? Hallelujah. So many things. First Kings 17, 12 through 16 talks about a widow. She was going to sell her kids. She didn't know what else to do. All of a sudden, the prophet told her, go borrow all the vessels that you can. She says, all I got is a little oil. It don't matter. Go get all the vessels. Borrow not a few. And she started pouring the oil. And how many of the Word of God says that the oil never ceased? And she filled up all the pots, and she went and sold it, paid all the debts, and she lived on the rest. How many of that's our God? He can take a little bit and make a lot out of it. Glory be to God. Amen. The Bible talks about, I'm just giving you these verses, Acts chapter 13, 4 through 12. Peter's first miracle after he was called and separated. How many of you know that when Peter became blind, not Peter, I'm sorry, Paul. How many know that when Saul became blind, he learned his lesson? Well, the first miracle he did was Simon, the, not Simon the sorcerer, but one of them sorcerer guys, there's so many of them. He told that sorcerer you, in chapter 13, you're going to be blind. And he became blind so that he would call upon the name of the Lord. That's the working of miracles. Let me tell you something else interesting. The working of miracles is also judgment of God. Ananias and Sapphira, how many know, remember that couple? Aren't you glad you're not that couple? Aren't you glad you're not married to Ananias? And aren't you glad you're not married to Sapphira? Because they both fell, fell down dead. And they were carried out and buried because they had lied to the Holy Ghost. Well, that's the judgment of God that fell upon them. That's the working of miracles. The working of miracles is the judgment of God. And you see it through all the Word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. It displaced God's powers and manifestations. 
work of miracles in the Greek is also the working of powers and the explosion of almightiness. Say that with me. The explosion of almightiness. That's what he wants you to be expecting. The explosion of almightiness. How many of you remember when the Philistines robbed the ark? And they took the ark and they thought, we're going to put the ark of Israel before our God, Dagon. And they were all excited and they were all celebrating. But when they got up the next day, their God, Dagon, was on its face before the ark. And they said, oh no, this don't work. So they picked him up again. And the next day they woke up and his hands had fell off. And they go, oh my, what are we going to do? And then all of a sudden the hands and the head was off. And then they said, we better get rid of the ark. Why? Because there is no God that you could compare our God to. He's mighty and powerful. He's the God of signs and wonders. Can I hear an amen? He's the God who is a deliverer. You can read in Psalms chapter 136, 10 through 22. We're not going to take time to go out there, but Psalms 136, 10 through 22. Psalms 136, 10 through 22. If you're ever down, if you're ever in need, if you're ever wondering how you're going to pay your bills, where you're going to get a job, how you're going to buy gas for your car, how you're going to make it next week, how you're going to make it this month, you need to go to Psalms 136 and read those scriptures where it talks about how, and God provided, and God provided, and God provided for the Israelites, and God provided for His people, and God provided for His people. And you need to go ahead and start praising God, that I know that my God is a sign of miracles. And just like you provided for those people, I'm under a better covenant. I'm under a covenant not of goats, not of bulls, not of calves, but I'm under a new covenant by the blood of Jesus Christ. A better covenant. And if you provided for them back then, you can provide for me today. Come on and give the Lord praise. Glory. And I'll finish Harold Horton said, miracle is the word used to denote this non-natural, beyond natural, supernatural order of things works contrary to nature of the impossible, the sudden, and the unaccountable reversals of the order to which we are accustomed. Now, you know, I saw that word, unaccountable. And it made me think of all these people who give a lot of attention to these ghost stories on travel channels. They don't understand why Loretta Lynn's got a ghost. They they try to figure out why this one has appearances in a plantation. They don't understand the unaccountable, but they believe in it. And they spend all this money trying to figure out how can we catch a ghost? How can we figure out where this ghost comes from? And they're all interested in the unaccountable. They don't ever talk about God. They act like they're not interested in God. They're just interested in ghosts. They don't understand why Johnny Cash is still walking around the Gano Osprey. They don't understand why these ghosts are appearing. They don't understand why these things are floating in the air. They're all interested in the unaccountable. But praise God, I don't care about the devil floating a Coca-Cola bottle. I praise God for the unaccountable that my God is able to cause a bone to appear where there was no bone. I've got a God who can heal cancer and leukemia. I've got a God who can do signs and wonders. I'm going to meditate on the unaccountable because I know my God will come through. It doesn't matter what the circumstances say. I know my God's more than enough. Hallelujah. The gift of faith is when one operates the gift of faith and calls something to existence. The gift of the working of miracle is when the miracles just happen. The gift of faith, I taught that to you last time we were together, about the gift of faith. And how all of a sudden this confidence and boldness comes on you. And you just call into being and let anything 
thing to follow you. You know it's going to come to pass. So the working of miracles, he doesn't even need a man to call it. It just comes. I'll tell you about the working of miracles. They threw Daniel in the lion's den. You never say that Daniel went around saying, I'll find these lions in the name of Jehovah. It never says that Daniel uh, prayed that God would deliver from the lions. They threw Daniel and his wife and kids in there, and they just expected him to be eaten up. But God sent angels to grab a hold of the mouth of the lions. The lions laid down, and Daniel went to sleep on top of the lions. Why? That's the working of miracles. It's when God just shows up. It's just when God shows up in the miracle or whatever need there is, is God showing up. He shows up in the fiery furnace, the fourth man in the wilderness. And I'll give you one more example about the working of miracles. Some of you got somebody you're praying for to get saved. Well, I tell you what, my sons were talking about it yesterday. How many remember that there was an old prophet named Balaam? He was riding on a donkey. And he was, get, he was getting ready to get his head cut off. And the working of miracles came, and God says, I'll overwork the natural and gave that donkey a voice. And the donkey. And the donkey started talking. And he got off and started beating that poor little donkey. And the little donkey, why are you beating me, boy? Why are you beating me? There's an angel ahead of you getting ready to cut your head. The donkey started talking. Now, a lot of people, I had a Chinese Buddhist laugh and say, I can't believe it. Well, you can believe that your Chinese ancestors can walk in water, fly on roofs, and do all kind of stuff that they show on TV. Well, I believe that my God, who created the donkey, can make the donkey or any other animal talk. There is nothing impossible with my God. And if he can make a donkey talk, you know, you, how many of you watch Animal Planet? There are people who swear that their dogs talk. These little ladies that got their little dogs, they swear their dogs can talk. And they make them talk, but I don't understand it. But God can grab them vocal cords. And if he wants a cat to start talking like Shakespeare, he can do it if he wants to. If he wants a dog to start talking ghetto, he can do it. Whatever is needed, whatever God needs being done, our God can get it done. Oh, how many have ever heard about missionaries being in another land? And they get surrounded by some headhunters. And they don't know how to speak their language. And all of a sudden, they know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And they just all of a sudden start talking in the Holy Ghost. Lord Jesus, I'm coming home. Get my mansion ready. Get my crown ready. And what they don't know is God switches it over to the Chinese. And they start talking shishimi. And they start talking all these different words in Chinese. And never had a language of Chinese taught to them in their life. But our God can override the natural and give them the supernatural. He can override any of your naturals and bring it to the supernatural. Oh, our God is more than enough. How many of you going to praise Him tonight and think that that's my God, the God of signs and wonders and miracles? Keep them way over there, up there, 
Let's just say his ways are beyond my understanding. But oh, he says his name is Emmanuel. God with us. I will make me a people that I will walk with. And I will talk to. And I will talk to. And I'll ever, forever abide with him. If you're here tonight, the temple of the Holy Ghost, would you stand? And would you just pray for him? He's the God that abides with us.